so right now i'm doing uh, microbiology the first bacteria i'm going to talk about here is streptococcus if you actually know that we have uh, divided into gram positive gram negative again in gram positive we have gram positive cocci gram positive um, uh, rods and all that sort of thing so we're going to talk about the first thing which is the gram positive cocci which is staphylococcus streptococcus and uh, all those things okay in the streptococcus which is the now we're going to talk about streptococcus and you know the streptococcus basically they are a chain structure usually they present in chains the streptococci they are actually gram positive uh, you know obviously cocci they are actually non motile and non sporing if you actually just close your minds and just imagine what it is you know that streptococcus is non positive non motile as well as non sporing they are also facultative anaerobes okay that is also very important um, what is very important is that they are catalase negative as they are solids oxidase negative c negative o negative that is uh, so i've already told you that it's actually catalase uh, negative as well as uh, oxidase negative so that is very clear for us so if you actually see this catalase negative as well as oxidase negative and then this particular thing which is that it can uh, it is actually what is called as facultative anaerobic okay basically it is aerobic but it can also be a facultative anaerobic which is there and you have to know that they basically they are um, they grow in which is the media where you can actually find them which is there is basically this uh, particular crystal violet agar medium is actually where they actually can grow and all that particular thing so basically what if you say in is that they have been classified into various types such as the streptococcus are of three groups such as they based on the carbohydrate which is the cell wall which is the carbohydrate which is the based on this particular uh, normally it has been classified uh, as not not on carbohydrate sorry i'm so sorry so basically this um, streptococcus has been classified into three types based on this particular uh, um, hemolytic which is the action which is the on the violet blood agar crystal violet blood agar basically on the blood agar depending on that it has been classified into three types alpha hemolyticus which is the beta hemolyticus and gamma hemolyticus okay Once again, alpha hemolyticus, beta hemolyticus, and gamma hemolyticus. Mm, alpha hemolyticus, such as there, there's so many types. Beta hemolyticus, also so many types, and alpha gamma, also so many types. Then, then beta is further divided, such as there, into various types or various uh, uh, classification. It has been classified based on the cell wall carbohydrate. Okay, this is actually called Lanzfield classification. So, based on the Lanzfield classification, it has been further classified into various types, such as there, 20 groups, almost or more than 20 groups are has been classified. Okay. so all based on this particular thing it has been classified which is into 20 groups like a b c d at like a weaver kunta 20 groups okay that is called lanzfield classification based on the carbohydrate cell wall and further which is the a group which is it has been classified which is into various subtypes and matter inka you know so many types which has been classified based on the m say, uh, m type which is based on the m protein cell wall only m protein mila it has been classified so basically first important is actually carbohydrate of the cell wall then and the antlo kuda 20 types unte the antlo kuda put suppose a b c d loni a lo kuda malli सब टाइप्स अन्ना एम ओके मल्ल एम लीआर बेस्ड आन एम एम बेस्ड आन टी एंड आर वे अट्ला सो मे मोर दू हंड्रेड टाइप्स अट्ला क्लास बट वी आर इंट्रेस्टेड नाउ सी वट इज एम वेरी इंपारटेंट हाउ डू यू वन यू चूज दे वन यू एक्सट्राक्ट दिस पर्टिकुलर सी कॉबोहैड्रेड ओनली दैन यू कैन टेल वेदर इट इज एक्चुअली विच ग्रूप दट इट बिलांग टू सो वी हेव टू रिमूव दट पर्टिकुलर सी कॉबोहैड्रेड विच वी आर डिवाइडिंग दिस पर्टिकुलर लैंडफेल क्लासफिकेशन वी हेव टू रिमूव फर्स्ट दट पर्टिकुलर सी कॉबोहैड्रेड टू नो विच ग्रूप इट इज आर विट विच टाइप इट इस ओके दिस एक्सट्राक्शन so many methods of extraction is there first important is lansfield extraction where you use hydrochloric acid which is there and then we have something called as rants and randall method which is there rants and randall method is autoclaving which is there and idela untundi auto sound alane untundi kabatti autoclave rants and randall which is there it's actually autoclaving which is there 
ఎల్క్ హోలీస్ మెథడ్ వచ్చేసి వాట్ ఇస్ ఎల్క్ హోలీస్ మెథడ్ వచ్చేసి హోలీ నైట్రస్ ఓకే హోలీ నైట్రస్ అనేది నేను ముంబై ఇట్స్ యాక్చువల్లీ నైట్రస్ యాసిడ్ ఓకే ఎల్క్ హోలీస్ మెథడ్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ హోలీ నైట్రస్ నైట్రస్ మెథడ్ ఓకే మ్యాక్స్టెడ్ మ్యాక్స్టెడ్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ ప్రోనే ప్రోనేస్ పడే ప్రోనేస్ వచ్చేసి యూజర్స్ ప్రోనేస్ వచ్చేసి ఫర్ ఐసోలేషన్ ఆఫ్ ద సో ఫర్ ద ఎక్స్ట్రాక్షన్ ఆఫ్ కార్బోహైడ్రేట్ ఓకే ఫుల్లోస్ మెథడ్ ఇస్ యూజర్స్ ఫార్మ్ హైడ్ వచ్చేసి ఒరిజినల్ వచ్చేసి ఫుల్లోస్ మెథడ్ యూజర్స్ ఫార్మ్ ఫార్మ్ అమ్మాయిడ్ వచ్చేసి సో బేసికలీ దర్ సో మెనీ మెథడ్స్ వచ్చేసి దీస్ ఆర్ సమ్ ఆఫ్ ద ఫ్యూ మెథడ్స్ ఓకే అండ్ ఒరిజినల్ మెథడ్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ ఫర్ లాన్స్ఫిల్ వచ్చేసి వీ యూజర్స్ వచ్చేసి వాట్ ఇస్ కాలేజ్ రింగ్ ప్రెసిటేషన్ టెస్ట్ కమెంట్ వాట్ ఆర్ ద వేరియస్ బైకమ్ టెస్ట్ వచ్చేసి ఫర్ సెప్టోకోస్ బయోజీన్స్ గ్రూప్ ఏలో వీ గుంటూ స్టెప్ అవర్ సెప్టోకోస్ బయోజీన్స్ వచ్చేసి నా వీఆర్ ఓవర్ వెరీ ఇంపార్టెంట్ ఇన్ స్టెప్టోకోస్లో స్టెప్టోకోస్ గ్రూప్ ఏ బేస్డ్ ఆన్ ద కార్బోహైడ్రేట్ సెల్ వచ్చేసి సెల్ కార్బోహైడ్రేట్ వచ్చేసి ఫస్ట్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ థింగ్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ స్టెప్టోకోస్ బయోజీన్ వాట్ యూ నో అవర్ స్టెప్టోకోస్ బయోజీన్స్ వచ్చేస్ యాక్చువల్లీ మ్యాక్స్ ఆన్ మ్యాక్స్ టెట్ అబ్జర్వేషన్ వచ్చేసి వెరీ వెరీ ఇంపార్టెంట్ దిస్ ఇస్ వెరీ వెరీ ఇంపార్టెంట్ ఇట్ ఇస్ అ సెన్సిటివ్ టు బాసెట్రాసన్ దిస్ ఇస్ అ వెరీ వెరీ ఇంపార్టెంట్ ఫైండింగ్ వచ్చేసి దట్ ఇట్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ సెన్సిటివ్ టు బాసెట్రాసన్ సో ఫస్ట్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ థింగ్ వచ్చేసి దీస్ ఆర్ వెరీ ఇంపార్టెంట్ బయోకెమ్ టెస్ట్ ఓకే ఆన్ మ్యాక్స్ టెట్ అబ్జర్వేషన్ సో ఆన్ మ్యాక్స్ టెట్ అబ్జర్వేషన్ ఇట్ ఇస్ సెన్సిటివ్ టు బాసెట్రాసన్ అండ్ దెన్ ఆన్ రైబోస్ ఫర్మెంటింగ్ వచ్చేసి ఇట్ ఇస్ నెగటివ్ ఇట్ అసన్ ప్రైవ్ ఫర్మెంట్ రైబోస్ ఇట్ ఇస్ రైబోస్ నెగటివ్ వచ్చేసి అసన్ ఫర్మెంట్ రైబోస్ దెన్ వచ్చేసి ఆన్ పైరో పీవైఆర్ టెస్ట్ వచ్చేసి యాక్చువల్లీ పైరోలిడోనైన్ అమెరికా రిమంబర్ పీవైఆర్ టెస్ట్ ఓకే జస్ట్ రిమంబర్ పీవైఆర్ టెస్ట్ ఇట్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ పాజిటివ్ ఓకే రైబోస్ నెగటివ్ అండ్ పీవైఆర్ టెస్ట్ పాజిటివ్ దెన్ వాట్ ఇస్ ద కల్చర్ వీ ఆల్రెడీ టోల్ యూజ్ అట్ క్రిస్టల్ వైలెట్ బ్లడగర్ సో బ్లడగర్ ఇస్ వెరీ ఇంపార్టెంట్ అండ్ నార్మల్గా వీ ఫైన్ బట్ ఇస్ కాలర్ స్పిన్ పాయింట్ అపియరెన్సెస్ అండ్ బీటా హిమోలాటికస్ బికాస్ స్టెప్టే గ్రూప్ గ్రూప్ ఏ స్టెప్ ఒక మతలబ్ బీటా హిమోలాటిక్ ఓన్లీ ఓకే నార్మలీ ఇక్కడ పిన్ పాయింట్ అపియరెన్స్ నా సర్టెన్ సమ్ టైమ్స్ వచ్చేసి ది కాలనీస్ అపియర్డ్ చేసి యాజ్ అ మ్యాట్ ఫినిష్ చేసినట్టు మ్యూకాయిడ్ అపియరెన్స్ ఉంటుంది ఓకే దీస్ ఆర్ నథింగ్ బట్ ద విరులెన్స్ స్ట్రెయిన్స్ వచ్చేసి దీస్ ఆర్ నథింగ్ బట్ ద విరులెన్స్ స్ట్రెయిన్స్ ఇన్ ద క్యాప్సూల్ ఇస్ ఇంటాక్ట్ అండ్ ద ఎమ్ ప్రోటీన్ ఇస్ ఇంటాక్ట్ యాక్చువల్లీ వీఆర్ టాకింగ్ అబౌట్ క్యాప్సూల్ ఇస్ ఇంటాక్ట్ ఐ హవ్ ఆల్రెడీ టోల్ దట్ దర్ యాక్చువల్లీ నాన్ స్పోరింగ్ అండ్ నాన్ క్యాప్సులేటెడ్ బట్ నాన్ మెటల్ నాన్ స్పోరింగ్ నాన్ క్యాప్సులేటెడ్ ఎక్సెప్ట్ ఫర్ ఎ ఫ్యూ స్పీషీస్ వచ్చేసి దట్ ఇస్ యాక్టింగ్ బట్ గ్రూప్ ఏబిసిడి వచ్చేసి బీటా హెవలాటికస్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ హ్యావింగ్ అ క్యాప్సూల్ ఏబిసిడి ది ఫోర్ ఏవైతే ఉంటుందో దాని క్యాప్సూల్ ఉంటుంది సో నా వెన్ ఐమ్ టాకింగ్ అబౌట్ దిస్ విరిలెన్స్ స్ట్రెయిన్స్ ఏవైతే ఉంటుందో చెప్పే మ్యాటీ అండ్ గాడ్ దే డూ నాట్ హ్యావ్ అ దే హ్యావ్ ద క్యాప్సూల్ ఇంటాక్ట్ విచ్ ఇస్ బికాస్ విరిలెంట్ అంటే ఏంటి క్యాప్సూల్ ఇంటాక్ట్ ఉంటుంది నీకు ప్రోటీన్స్ ఎం ప్రోటీన్స్ కూడా ఇంటాక్ట్ ఉంటాయి సో దట్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ కాల్ విరిలెంట్ వచ్చేసి నా సమ్టైమ్స్ ఈస్ కాలేజ్ కెన్ అపియర్ గ్లాసీ వచ్చేసి ఇఫ్ ద గ్లాసీ ఏ విరిలెంట్ అండ్ దే హ్యావ్ లాస్ట్ ఇస్ క్యాప్సూల్ అండ్ దే హ్యావ్ లాస్ట్ ఇస్ ఎం ప్రోటీన్ ఓకే వాట్ ఇస్ ద ట్రాన్స్పోర్ట్ మెటీరియల్ ఫర్ దిస్ పర్టికులర్ స్టెప్టోకోస్ బయోజీన్స్ వచ్చేసి ట్రాన్స్పోర్ట్ మెటీరియల్స్ నథింగ్ బట్ ఇస్ కాలేజ్ పైక్స్ ఓకే కై పైక్స్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ ద ట్రాన్స్పోర్ట్ మెటీరియల్ వచ్చేసి వెర్ ఇస్ ద సెలెక్టివ్ మెటీరియల్ సివీబీఏ వచ్చేసి సివీబీఏ ఇస్ ద సెలెక్టివ్ మెటీరియల్ అండ్ ట్రాన్స్పోర్ట్ మెటీరియల్ ఇస్ ద పైక్ ఓకే స్టెప్టోకోస్ వచ్చేసి ట్రాన్స్పోర్ట్ మెటీరియల్ ఇస్ పైక్ 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 స్టెప్ టో కోకస్ వచ్చేసి స్టెప్ టో కోకస్ పైక్స్ ఓకే వాట్ ఎవర్ దెన్ సెలెక్ట్ మీడియం సివీబీ ఓకే జస్ట్ రిమెంబర్ దిస్ థింగ్ ఐ కెనాట్ హెల్ప్ ఇట్ బట్ యూ హ్యావ్ దిస్ లాట్ ఆఫ్ మెమరైజింగ్ ఆఫ్ ప్రియా ఐ నో ఇట్స్ కెన్ ఆఫ్ రియలీ హార్డ్ బట్ యూ నో దిస్ యూ హ్యావ్ టు డూ ఇట్ ఫర్ యువర్ సెల్ఫ్ యువర్ ఫ్యూచర్ ఫర్ యువర్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ వాట్ ఎవర్ యూ నీట్ ఓకే ఐ డోంట్ థింక్ సో మెమరైజింగ్ ఇస్ దట్ హార్డ్ అండ్ ఇట్ కమ్స్ టు రన్నింగ్ జస్ట్ ఇమాజిన్ దట్ ఓకే నా వాట్ ఆర్ ద విరిలెన్స్ ఫ్యాక్టర్స్ ఆఫ్ ద రెస్టెప్ట్ ఒకస్ ఎనీ టైమ్ ఆఫ్ థింగ్ విలియన్స్ ఫ్యాక్టర్స్ వచ్చేసి సర్టన్ థింగ్స్ వచ్చేసి ఇట్ హెస్ బెన్ బ్రాడ్లీ క్లాసిఫైడ్ టూ టైప్స్ వన్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ కాల్ స్టెప్ ఒకస్ అసోసియేట్ సెల్ వాల్ అసోసియేటెడ్ అండ్ వన్ ఇస్ కాల్ సెల్ వాల్ వాన్ అసోసియేటెడ్ ఫస్ట్ సెల్ వాల్ అసోసియేటెడ్ మీన్స్ మీన్స్ సెల్ వాల్ రిలేటెడ్ స్టాఫ్ ఓకే వాట్ ఇస్ కాల్ సెల్ వాల్ అసోసియేటెడ్ ఓకే హైలోరోనిక్
corticoinic acid m proteins which is these are all important to choose the cell wall factors okay now very most out of all these things after after out of this hyaluronic acid corticoinic acid and you know uh, adhesive proteins i think still the most important is nothing but m protein this this is this m protein is very very important we remember this particular m protein based on this m protein we have classified which is there these particular groups a b and all that particular thing so this m protein basically consists of a coo minus terminal which is there it is and this terminal is present way inside the cell membrane so it is completely lopala untunna cell membrane lopala and the cell membrane is the one which actually gives it the anti phagocytic and anti complementary that uh, potential edaithe untundo this uh, bacteria ki this anti phagocytic anti complementary which is there that strength is given by this particular m protein and it is encoded in encoded by something very crazy guys it is m protein is encoded by m gene what is m gene how do you write it it is e m m gene okay m gene is one which actually encodes this particular m protein and it is actually type protein and it is actually type specific protein antibodies that if m1 type which is so many types of m proteins will be m proteins will be present so if you are infected by a bacteria which is having m1 in its cell wall then i am going to get what is called as antibodies again that m1 so next time if i get a bacteria which is having m2 then i need to have that antibody which is there against m2 now already m1 against the bacteria m1 bacteria against the antibodies produce ai so have you got a m2 against cover content no so m1 antibodies will act only on m1 okay that is called as type specific protective antibodies okay next what is important is virulence factors what do you mean by virulence factors which is secreted by the bacteria this is very different In continuation with the virulence properties, are gallitoli, which are actually secreted by the cell wall, and which are actually present to cell the. Um Uh, secreted by the bacteria itself the one that is secreted by the bacteria itself is already told you which is there the first thing we are going to talk about here is hemolysis or also known as streptolysis is nothing but hemolysis also known as streptolysis these are nothing but example of this particular hemolysis or streptolysis are nothing but streptolysis o and streptolysis s okay streptolysis o which is there is actually oxygen labile uh, means it is only will be uh, that means sl slo or slo basically streptolysis o is active only in reduced form because it is actually oxygen labile that is the reason by oxygen or chest it will die so oxygen that means in reduced state it is active okay and sls uh, is actually is oxygen stable sls lo s when oxygen stable and good so therefore uh, it is active both in reduced as well as in oxidative state oxidized states and um, uh you have to remember that particular thing that uh, what are the properties of slo is that it actually produces something called l lethal they are basically lethal and they are basically cardiotoxic and leukocidal okay that is the property of this particular thing they cardiocide the cardiotoxic and leukocidal which is there as a result this is actually the antigenic property of slo and therefore it produces something called as such as against this particular antigenic property you get something called as aso antibodies are produced so against slo antigenic properties which is the you get aso and these aso which is there that is actually the one we are actually going to be measuring during are retrospectively okay uh, so basically you have to remember that slo is also produced by the group c and group g so we have already told you that group streptococcus uh, beta streptococcus 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 uh, beta hemolyticus so you have so many groups which is from a b c to almost v so in that group c and group g also produces particular slo okay not only just group a coming to next important thing is sls basically sls which is actually totally oxygen stable and everything and it's present both in oxidized and reduced states so active and everything but the one thing you have to remember there's having no antigenic properties it is actually and no antigenic properties and therefore there is no antibody produced against this particular sls and the thing is that this is actually about sls okay this is the first which is the virulence property which is secreted by the bacteria itself which is that but streptolysin or also called hemolysis the next important thing we are going to read about here is actually streptokinase or fibrinolysin you remember that streptokinase is very much needed for the um 
you know the the spread of the infection step uh, the spread of the streptococcus infection you definitely need streptokinase what it does at that it activates what is something called as plasminogen not fibrinogen it activates plasminogen and as a result it because it activates fibrinogen what it does is that okay um, it, it is uh, used it is, uh, it is, uh, this is used for spreading the uh, infections in the body okay uh, it's also produced by uh, group c and group k also group c and group k also produces this streptokinase if you remember this streptokinase it is useful for something called as thrombolysis okay whenever a patient comes with my you give streptokinase which is a sometimes what is it does is that it thrombolysis of that particular thing you know if you remember and that is very very important and that is what we do and that is what we are interested here is thrombolysis okay um that is what is used for thrombolysis produced by group c streptokinase which is there um so yeah basically this streptokinase which is there it is used for thrombolysis which is the which we produce which is there it is actually from this particular streptokinase so which is not from a but we produce it from streptokinase c which is there okay next important virulence factor we are going to talk about here is a uh, uh, streptodoinase which is a streptodoinase or dna which is there this particular thing which is there it going to lyse the name itself dna means it is going to lyses of the depolarizes the dna or depolymerizes the dna it is used in liquefaction of pus collections any kind of pus collection from the gani tries to liquefy that pus collections that is it is liquefying the pus collections that is a uh, um, responsible for the serious carabin but whenever you uh, the four types of this particular dna such as a a b c d and d is a b is actually the most antigenic the one is the most antigenic is b okay b is actually the most antigenic and anti dna is b in the retrospective ga in post streptococcus it is actually c which is there so normally if we get this particular uh, streptococcus such as a post streptococcal glomerulonephritis glomer- 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 after that you check for the titers of anti dna such as there anti dna which is a b which is there especially which Check these titers such as that. Just like we check ASO titers such as that after infection. Just like that, which is that we are going to state check this particular. Uh, um DNA such as the titers such as they after retrospective the in post epidemical glomerular and after glomerular nephritis such as they the next important thing is to remember is actually dick or pyrogenic which is they or erythrogenic or scarletiform toxins such as this is the next virulence factor once again it is also called dick pyrogenic erythrogenic scarletiform toxins such as they how can you remember it's actually it's a hot dick remember it's a hot dick which is a hot means uh, obviously hot means it is pyrogenic which is they it is hot red dick which is they that's what you have to remember hot and a red dick okay so that is how you can remember it's actually a hot red dick Uh, so that is it actually pyriform which is there it is the pyrogenic pyrogenic sorry pyrogenic it is actually uh, erythrogenic which is there and actually it is pyrogenic it is actually erythrogenic which is there as well as such as scarletiform toxins so what are these particular things do which is the basically three types of the a b c which is there uh, the three types of the spectrodic such as a b and c a and c are which mediated which is there a b so a b and c are the three types of dicks which are present which is a and c are actually mediated which is the b is actually chromosomal mediated which is the these are basically the super toxins which is the what is this particular thing a b c are all these particular dicks which is the super dicks which is the um the different super toxins they are responsible for strept streptococcus which is the t toxic uh, syndrome which is a toxic uh, um sox syndrome which is toxic sox syndrome which is a scarlet fever which is actually responsible for this particular thing as uh, so actually this particular dicks are responsible for the toxic uh, shock syndrome which is the as well as the scarlet fever that is very very important therefore they are actually called as a super toxins okay do we know about dicks and everything it is abc which is actually produced by phase mediated which is ab this is something we do not know we keep forgetting is abc is actually a and c is actually phase mediated and b is actually chromosomal mediated which is there now coming next one for a higher order which is actually known as spreading factor which is there mm-hmm. 
smooth also known as padding factor chalte is actually called as chalte in other okay so apart from these particular valence factors you have to remember other valence factors are nadpa is nadas or dpnas chalte nadpas nadas not nadpas nadas and dpnas hyaluronidase is also called as padding factor so basically not only streptokinase even hyaluronidase is also important for this padding factor serum opacity factors is all the various important valence factors so that is done okay coming to next important thing i'm going to go is uh, uh, to know about the various infections that is going to cause so basically streptococcus we're going to go into detail the various infections that streptococcus causes okay so after this we're going to go to the various infections which are actually diseases caused by the streptococcus streptococcus pathogens group a so if we actually see streptococcus pathogens group a it actually produces a lot of diseases the first one we're going to talk about is before that we're going to talk about is that it is actually um there's so many types i've already told you m locuta various types of things so if you see the initial m types such as m1 m2 m3 the initial m's which are there they are the ones which actually produces the respiratory infections okay that is actually the broader idea you need to have the initial m's are going to produce respiratory tract infections whereas the later m's such as that is m49 m57 m57 61 the later ones are the one which actually produce the skin and so sstis such as the skin and soft tissue infections ssti okay the earliest ones are the ones which actually produce the respiratory tract infections the later ones are the ones which actually produces the ssti okay that is what is very very important to choose okay i think you are pretty okay with that now coming to next important thing you have to remember here is that um the only toxin which is there you have to remember is the uh, streptococcus pathogens is that um, we already seen how they could produce so many infections are produced the first thing we are going to talk about here is sore throat okay streptococcus pathogens produces something called as so throat and this is very very important okay and this so throat is something uh, becomes uh most common infection which is actually caused by streptococcus pathogens a group a is actually sore throat it is becoming the sore throat may become into what is called otitis media mastoiditis pinzi lubric sangina and all these particular things and you know basically the immune system which is there produces antibodies which is there and these antibodies both which is there they act on particular streptococcus pathogens as well as on the host cell because these particular antigens which is there basically the antigens which is there they kind of mimic with that of the particular host cells and matter this is called the antigen mimicry so antigens which are there they mimic the host cells and that result they actually cross react the antibodies which are produced against streptococcus antigen cross react even with the particular body okay this is actually called as uh, antigen mimicry so because of this particular thing which is there actually produce something called as non superative which is there um, non superative uh, complex mediated which is there um, you know common copper non lipid infections which are actually there these are nothing but which is there rheumatic fever as well as glomerular nephritis because of rheumatic fever which is there the rheumatic fever which is coming after a sore throat which is there because basically you get sore throat and which is there what happens in sore throat is that all the antigens are produced in sore throat which is there antibodies are produced and then uh, you get rheumatic fever which is there against a particular uh, you know the heart which is the cardiac system which is there. that is called rheumatic fever fall rheumatic fever is only followed after a sore throat whereas for particular glomerular nephritis such as the glomerular nephritis only followed which is a sore throat only and also it also follows certain kind of uh, superficial which is the skin as well as soft tissue infections also okay they actually followed by skin sore throat and skin and soft tissue infections and it is caused by glomerular nephritis is not caused by everything but it is only caused by certain nephrogenetic nephro toxicogenic which is the m types like m1 m3 m49 m5 so you just have to just remember that it is actually caused by certain m types such as m1 m3 m49 uh, m57 these are the various types of remember okay uh, that is very important which is the next coming to next important thing if remember is actually is that it actually produces something called scarlet syndrome i have scarlet uh, you know scarlet uh, this particular thing and uh, scarlet which is the fever which is the scarlet fever which is the, it's very very important in pneumonia so you should remember is that scarlet if you remember you're going to have any kind of rash which is there you're going to have a rash which is actually going to be a sandpaper like rash which is there you're going to have an anticubital fossa pita here okay Anti-cubital fossa pita here, which is called as pastia lines, which is very very um, characteristic over here. Anti-cubital, which is there. 
Pretty key, which is the pastia, pastia lens is very important. Sandpaper like which is the thing. Strawberry tongue is also pretty important. The strawberry tongue over here, erythematous lesion is a lymphadipathy. Basically, you can remember with the help of scarlet as for sore throat, circumoral pallor, um, anticubital fossa, pita key is also called as pastia lines. It produces something called as rash. Uh, rash is actually the sandpaper rash, which is there, and lymphadenopathy L, E for erythematous, which is there, and then P for strawberry tongue, which is this is actually what happens, which is that this is what is going to be then. And also, it produces not only this particular thing which is there but uh, also it produces something called as the uh, soft tissue and the skin uh, so skin and soft tissue infections of all it told you what are these particular things are nothing but uh, you can remember with the pneumonic called as nice which is the, what are the nice uh, things which actually it produces is um, necrotizing fasciitis such as the n i for impetigo c for which is called cellulitis e for erysipelas such as the l for lymphangitis so these are also various things that is actually streptococcus is going to produce which is the nice which is the necrotizing fasciitis such as the i impetigo cellulitis erysipelas such as the and Infangitis, such as the peripheral sepsis, such as the endocarditis and septic arthritis, are also produced by this particular thing. Peripheral sepsis, endocarditis, such as the septic arthritis, all these are also produced by this particular beautiful thing. Okay. Coming to next important thing is how are the, what are the especially what are the biochem tests which is there what are the various biochem tests which is there for identifying this particular streptococcus uh, uh, group a which is the patient comes to you, you want to identify that particular thing what are you going to do is uh, basically i've already told you about the biochem tests which is there. what are the uh, culture which is there. how will you culture it which is there definitely um mm, one second so you identify the patient which is there and you treat it accordingly that particular thing i will tell you what is about everything and coming to the next important thing if you actually give me one second so i know that all kind of treatment which is the only treatment you want to do over here is actually definitely penicillin such as actually beta lactams or penicillins all streptococci which is that they are very much very much very much responsive but very sensitive to what is called as uh, uh, this particular penicillin or beta lactam which is very very important i think we got that point the coming to next important is about the group a beta hemolytic group a now we're going to go to something called as group b which is the group b streptococcus now if you talk about the group b streptococcus they are actually nothing but capsulated itself there and they are actually i've already told you a b C, D, which is there. These are the four things which are actually capsulated. Example of this particular group B, Streptococcus. You have to know the name, which is there. We do not know the name over here. Uh, group B, which is actually called Streptococcus A galactosemia, which is a galactamia, which is a galactamia, galacta, galacta. So basically, this particular is not galactosemia, but it is actually Streptococcus A galacta. This is actually the group B Streptococcus. It is pretty important, okay? Um, this is actually what is capsulated organism, which is there. Coming to the next important thing, which is there, um, you have to remember that there are certain tests such as there the certain cultures and there could be certain infections let us see what are the biochem tests which is of this particular group b streptococcus there are two important tests we have to remember for this particular thing one is actually the camp test and the second one is actually hypirate hydro test positive okay the first thing which is the camp test which is there this is nothing but this helps you to tell that the enhancing effect of the hemolytic effect of the streptococcus okay um uh, so whenever you have this particular uh, uh, streptococcus which is there so whenever you take this particular uh, you know the camp test which is there you take the particular culture media you strike it which is there you make a linear line with staph aureus which is there and you take two perpendicular lines which is one is actually the streptococcus group b and one is actually the control and after the 24 hours if you see basically whatever is inside the staph aureus which is there it releases hemolysis the staph, staph aureus also releases hemolysis as staph as well as streptococcus also which is there is green nearby so basically this staph aureus which is there is going to stimulate this particular streptococcus which is there and as a result you're going to get which is there what is called as 
ಎಕ್ಸಸೈಸ್ ಬಿಟ್ಟಲೆ ಆರೋ ಶೇಪ್ ಎನ್ಹ್ಯಾನ್ಸ್ಡ್ ಹಿಮೋಲಟಿಕ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಷನ್ ಆರ್ ಎನ್ಹ್ಯಾನ್ಸ್ಡ್ ಹಿಮೋಲಟಿಕ್ ಏರಿಯಾ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಕಾಲ್ ಆಸ್ ಅ ಕ್ಯಾಂಪ್ ಟೆಸ್ಟ್ ಚಿಲ್ಡ್ರೆ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಯಪ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರ್ ಸೊ ಎನ್ಹ್ಯಾನ್ಸ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಹಿಮೋಲಟಿಕ್ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಟೆಪ್ಟೋಕಸ್ ಬೈ ದಿಸ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಸ್ಟೆಫಲೋಕಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಆಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಕ್ಯಾಂಪ್ ಟೆಸ್ಟ್ ಪಾಸಿಟಿವಿಟಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ ರಾಜ್ ಗಿಲ್ಸ್ ಡೂ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಗಲ್ಸ್ ಹಿಪಿರೇಟ್ ಹೈಡ್ರೋ ಹಿಪಿರೇಟ್ ಹಿಪಿರೇಟ್ ಹೈಡ್ರೋ ಟೆಸ್ಟ್ ಪಾಸಿಟಿವ್ ದಿಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಟೂ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರ್ ಬಯೋಕ್ಯಾಂಪ್ ಟೆಸ್ಟ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ವಾಕ್ ಟು ಡೂ ಇಸ್ ಕಲ್ಚರ್ ಆಬ್ವಿಯಸ್ಲಿ ಕಲ್ಚರ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಸೀನ್ ದಟ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಬ್ಲಡ್ ಅಗಾಪಿಂಗ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಬೀಟ ಹಿಮೋಲಟಿಕ್ ಚೂಸ್ ದೇ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಸೀನ್ ಚೂಸ್ ದೇ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಅಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ ಚೂಸ್ ದೇ ಇಸ್ಲಾಮ್ಸ್ ಆಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ಇಸ್ ಮಾ ಇಸ್ಲಾಮ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಗ್ರಾಂಡ ಮೀಡಿಯಮ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಯೂಸ್ ವೇ ಯು ಗೆಟ್ ಆರೆಂಜ್ ಪಿಗ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ವೇ ಹಿಯರ್ ಗೆಟ್ ಆರೆಂಜ್ ಪಿಗ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ವೇ ಹಿಯರ್ ಸೊ ಯು ಕೆನ್ ಗೆಟ್ ಆರೆಂಜ್ ಪಿಗ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಇಸ್ಲಾಮ್ಸ್ ಚೂಸ್ ದೇ ಅವರ್ ಗ್ರಾಂಡ ಚೂಸ್ ದೇ ಮೀಡಿಯಮ್ ಇಸ್ಲಾಮ್ಸ್ ಮೀಡಿಯಮ್ ಆರ್ ಗ್ರಾಂಡ ಮೀಡಿಯಮ್ ಚೂಸ್ ದೇ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಅನದರ್ ವೆರಿ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ಮೀಡಿಯಮ್ ವೇ ಯು ಗೆಟ್ ಆರೆಂಜ್ ಕಲರ್ ಚೂಸ್ ದೇ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ಲಾಮ್ ಸೊ ಚೂಸ್ ದೇಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಸಮ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ಡೆಸರ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಏರಿಯಾ ಡೆಸರ್ಟಿ ಏರಿಯಾ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಸೀ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಥಿಂಕ್ ದಟ್ ಡೆಸರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆರೆಂಜ್ ಇನ್ ಕಲರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಆಸ್ ಸರ್ಚ್ ಸೊ ಇಸ್ಲಾಮ್ ಸೊ ಚೂಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಗ್ರಾಂಡ ಮೀಡಿಯಾ ವೈ ಯು ಗೆಟ್ ಆರೆಂಜ್ ಕಲರ್ಡ್ ಯು ನೋ ದಿಸ್ ಕಲ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಸೀನ್ ಓವರ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಕ್ಯಾರೆಕ್ಟರಿಸ್ಟಿಕ್ ಕಮೆಂಟ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಇನ್ಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ ವೇ ಕಾಂಟ್ ಆಗಬಾರ್ಡ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ವಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಇನ್ಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಆಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಆರ್ ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ಟೋಕಸ್ ಎ ಗಲಾಕ್ಟಿಸಿ ಗ್ಯಾಲಕ್ಟಿ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಪ್ರೊಡ್ಯೂಸರ್ಸ್ ಬೇಸಿಕಲಿ ವಿ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಟಾಕ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಸೊ ಮನಿ ಇನ್ಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ನ್ಯೂನೆಟಲ್ ಡಿಸೀಸ್ ಸಚಸ್ ದೇ ದ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ ನ್ಯೂನೆಟಲ್ ಡಿಸೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಸಚಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಗೋಂಟ್ ಕಾಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಅರ್ಲಿ ಆನ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಉಂಟು ಲೇಟ್ ಆನ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಉಂಟು ವಿ ಕಾಂಟ್ ಟಾಕ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಅರ್ಲಿ ಆನ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಸೊ ಇಫ್ ಸಿ ದ ಅರ್ಲಿ ಆನ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಡಿಸೀಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಪ್ರೊಡ್ಯೂಸ್ ಹಿಯರ್ the first is the 6 days so first 6 days it first first day to 6 days which is about the baby is born it's actually called early day early onset of perinatal which is a infection which is actually caused by the capsular serotypes which is a 1 3 and 4 okay so we just know that there are actually so many types such as a of uh, it's actually a capsulated which is a streptococcus b is capsulated in this capsulator also there are almost 10 serotypes which is there in this 10 serotypes which is there 1 3 and 4 which is a 1 3 and 4 which is there are oh no this ಒನ್ ತ್ರೀ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೋರ್ ಚಲ್ದೆ ದೇ ಕಾಸ್ ಬೈ ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ಟೋಕಸ್ ಚಲ್ದೆ ಕಾಸ್ ಬೈ ಕ್ಯಾಪ್ಸುಲರ್ ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ಟೋಕಸ್ಟೈರೋಟೈಪ್ ಚಲ್ದೆ ಕಾಸ್ಬಿಸ್ಟೈಸ್ ಒನ್ ತ್ರೀ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೋರ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೆಸ್ಲೆಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಆರ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೆಪ್ಟಿಸಿಮಿಯಮ್ ಮೆನಿಜೈಟಿಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ನಿಮೋನಿಯ ಸೊ ಬೇಸಿಕಲಿ ಆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾಪ್ಸುಲರ್ ಸೆರೋಟೈಸ್ ಒನ್ ತ್ರೀ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೋರ್ ಚಲ್ದೆ ಅದೇ ಒನ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಆ ಸೆಪ್ಟಿಸಿಮಿಯ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟ್ ಚಲ್ದೆ ಆ ಸೆಪ್ಟಿಸಿಮಿಯ ಮೆನಿಜೈಟಿಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ನಿಮೋನಿಯ ಬೇಸಿಕಲಿ ಬೇಸಿಕಲಿ ನಿಮೋನಿಯ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಕಾಮನ್ ಟು ನ್ಯೂ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಸೊ ನಿಮೋನಿಯ ಸೆಪ್ಟಿಸಿಮಿಯ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೆನೆಂಜೈಟಿಸ್ ಆಸ್ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಒನ್ ತ್ರೀ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೋರ್ ಕಮೆಂಟ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಲೇಟ್ ಆನ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಚಲ್ದೆ ನ್ಯೂನೆಟಲ್ ಡಿಸೀಸ್ ಆಟ್ ಅದು ನೇಟಲ್ ಲೇಟ್ ಆನ್ ಸೆಟ್ ನ್ಯೂನೆಟಲ್ ಡಿಸೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಒನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟ್ ಸೆವೆಂತ್ ಡೇ ಟು 
procedures such as that normally it causes pneumonia it causes peripheral sepsis it actually causes endocarditis all this particular thing what is the drug of choice beta lactam beta lactams is always a drug of choice for anything which is streptococci okay now group c streptococci which was there it's actually nothing but which was there uh, streptococcus equini such a equi streptococcus equis mele such as a smile such as a equis mile such as a similar such as equi similar such as a and this is actually pathogen animal pathogen is nothing it's actually remember streptococcus the only thing you have to remember is group c low um streptococcus equi and equis similar such as a they might give you their they might give you all the names of streptococci like streptococcus a galacti a streptococcus such as a um pyogenes group a which is there all these little names it might give you and they might ask you which of the following is actually a source of this particular streptococcus that means you have to remember that streptococcus equi or streptococcus equi similar such as actually a group of step group c streptococci then only you can answer this question okay that is not bad okay i mean next important thing we have to go is actually we are done with now the beta lactams so we are left out with alpha lactams and we are left out with the gamma lactams okay so alpha um hemolactam sorry sorry i'm so sorry we are left out with the alpha hemolyticum as well as the particular gamma hemolyticum these are the other two groups such as the of this particular streptococcus so let us see about alpha and let us see about the gamma so um endomyopa histolytica as we got to do with parasites which is the first parasite we are talking about here is endomyopa histolytica endomyopa histolytica basically it is actually belonging to this let me all protozoans which is the because you are going to talk about protozoans which is the all protozoans which is the belong to uh, the kingdom protista and protista is divided into so many basically four phylums which is the kingdom phylum right kingdom phylum which is this so if you talk about um so many phylums such as in the kingdom particular kingdom protista sarcomastrophora you have actually ciliophora ciliophora basically microsporidia as well as the epicomplexia these are all the various sub, uh, these are all the various phylums such as which comes under protista which is endomyopa histolytica is one thing the first thing we going to talk about here in this particular thing this endomyopa histolytica comes under this particular sarcodina which is actually a sub phylum of sarcomastrophora okay This is the second arrive which is there. The basically this is the entire the entire histolytica. This is which is there. It is actually the third which is there. This is the most infected. This is uh, this is the kind of survival normal chlorination of water, and ten to hundred cysts are enough. This is a small dose which is ten to hundred cysts is enough for us to get inoculated. It's also called a travelers diarrhea. Other causes of travelers diarrhea are giardia, cryptospora, as well as cyclospora. Which is these are all the other causes of travelers diarrhea. The second most common comp- uh, this is actually the second most protozoan which is actually leading to death. The first being malaria. This is the second most uh, this is the second most protozoan causing death. Mm, what is the, the next important thing we have to remember is habitat habitat. what is the habitat what is the host what is the infective form what is the disease and diagnosis and treatment this is actually how we go the first thing we're going to talk about here is the habitat which is there the habitat it lives only in the colon as well as in uh, the ascending colon as well as the cecum cecum and ascending colon the host is actually only one pathogen or one strict host is that that is actually the human and then the infective form over here is actually a quaternucleic cyst and then the life cycle which is there basically it consists of um normal um you know quadrinucleate cells such as it opens it enters into the body which is infected with cells to trophocytes which is then this trophocytes again convert into a uh, di um, binucleate trophocyte which is then becomes into um, you know uninucleate which is the first and then binucleate which is that is how it goes into that and the morphology of the trophocytes is important it consists of a peripheral ectonucleoside clear ectonucleoside which is ectoplasm which has a clear ectoplasm it consists of a granular endoplasm it consists of an eccentric which is not uh, not a central but eccentric which is there a nucleus which is 
having a central karyosome with the, uh, what is called as which is a spoke like or wheel like which is a linear network and it also consists of granular endoplasma in the plasma and apart from that it actually has so many um, food vacuoles which are consists of RBC, WBCs and uh, uh, debris and also consists of various uh, pseudopods which is a pseudopodia like you know, um, pseudopodia with purposeful motility this is actually the morphology of a trophocyte which is a trophocyte which is like 15 to 30 micrograms which is like 15 to 30 um, that is actually the typical size the presence of this particular uh, endo like you know phagocytosis is erythrophagocytosis um, there is food vacuoles which is uh, the presence of RBCs in the food vacuoles is called as erythrophagocytosis and this is a very characteristic finding erythrophagocytosis as nothing but presence of uh, RBCs in the food vacuoles is actually called as erythrophagocytosis mm, it is unique which is especially to endomyositica because this is the only thing which is actually pathogenic so we know the stages which is actually having a pre-cyst stage and then you're having a uninucleus cyst where you have the difference between a pre-cyst and a uninucleus is that the pre that will not have any kind of uh, mm, glycogen uh, body and as well as the chromatoid bodies are not present, okay? Whereas uninucleate cyst stitches, uninucleate cyst stitches that comes of a single nucleus as well as two chromatoid bodies and uh, one glycogen mass and in this particular uninucleate cyst becomes such as a binucleate cyst and from binucleate it becomes again tetranucleate. Even in binucleate you have two chromatoid bodies as well as one glycogen mass. And then this is actually the that uh, the tetranucleate cyst which is exactly the infective form and it is actually 10 to 15 microns in size which is the ones mostly almost 95 to 90% patients which is the very asymptomatic and they even though they ingest is that actually asymptomatic. Only a few people which is they become symptomatic what happens is that this particular tetranucleate cyst it attaches to the mucosa of this particular ascending colon as well as a cecum and it's just because of the action of protease which is there it actually produces such as a um it attaches to the mucosa and there's a protease action and it actually forms a particular ulcer called as water bottle ulcers also called as this particular uh, um, flash shape undermined ulcer the water bottle ulcers this actually happens and now it starts which is the uh, it is actually causing what is called the amoebic dysentery dysentery and everything which is actually invasive and which is involving blood and mucosa the dysentery incubation period is two to six weeks which is the presence with diarrhea there's going to be a lot of diarrhea abdominal cramps will be there so you'll have a repeat diarrhea abdominal cramps blood and mucosa mm, five percent of the patients which is they, they enter into the portal system which is characteristic five percent of the patients this enters into the portal system So right now I'm going to do Leptospira. So Leptospira and Borrelia, which is there. First we're going to talk about Leptospira. Basically Leptospira has 10 pathogenic species. Like it has so many pathogenic species. But when I talk about Leptospira, Leptospira, Interagens and Leptospira, Leptospira, uh, Noguchi, which is a Noguchi, uh, Leptospira. So I remember this, like when you're going an interrogation, they'll not allow uh, any kind of Gucci bag, right? Interrog interrogation. No Gucci bag, okay. Gucci bag, okay. That is how I remember. So, Leptospira interrogans such as Leptospira no Gucci. Um, they divide into more than 26 serotypes and then so many 250 serotypes and zero groups and all this particular thing, okay. Now, if we talk about the morphology, which is there, basically these are actually gram negative spirals, okay. They're closely wound gram negative spirals, such as there, and they are quite long and they're very thin, they're almost 0.01 meters, micrometers, uh, micro microns broad. So, therefore, you cannot be seeing under a normal light microscope, okay. And they have very, very characteristically have an endoflagellate which is an important point to remember and um uh, sometimes which is there both ends are crooked which is there or sometimes only one end is actually hooked which is there sometimes both ends are hooked when one end is actually hooked it is called a shepherd crook or umbrella handle appearance and sometimes both ends are crooked which is remember it's a gram negative spiral okay next what you talk about how do you uh, demonstrate it on microscope 
on the microscope we can actually demonstrate with something called as dark field microscopy and negative uh, stain negative staining in dark field microscopy and silver impregnation etc that is very very important so dark field microscopy and negative staining or silver impregnation etc the first important thing is dark field microscopy negative staining and silver impregnation this is actually what is happening in this particular microscopic demonstration in the cultivation if you see this particular thing what is called as uh, how do you cultivate this particular thing obviously you have to remember that leptospora definitely needs a sera serum which is uh, it needs some kind of a serum so therefore what is the serum that is actually it is any kind of rabbit or bovine serum needs okay so basically what are the various serums serums that we know so we have emjh which is the serum which is the we have emjh medium you have cortikov which is the you have swartz and fletcher such as these are all the various medias okay cortikov such as the fletcher swart these media which is the either liquid or semi solid which is the and whenever this particular leptospira which is the it grows which is the it grows under this particular beneath the surface of the media and it looks like a ring this thing is called as dinger's ring okay I think I just remember this particular thing, Dinger's ring, Leptospira, uh, which is there. It's actually in these mediums, like what are the mediums called as? Cortikoff, Fletcher, Stewart's, and EMJH medium, okay? Uh, this is actually going to form a ring called Dinger's ring, okay? It takes how many times? It takes which is there, almost three weeks to three months for this particular ring, or this particular layer, which is there, to form. And uh, other forms, which is apart from serum medium, which is there, because they can also be grown in what is called chorioallantoic membrane of the hen's egg, which is there. And then it can also be, also be grown under intraperitoneal guinea pig inoculation, which is the guinea pig inoculation you know that is how we do it and this is actually very important point to be remembered here is that leptospirosis which is there it is one of the most common zoonotic infection in the world okay and this is actually very very important okay it is actually the most common zoonotic infection okay very 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 important what is the most common zoonotic infection in the world is leptospirosis please do not forget it okay uh, leptospirosis is the most common zoonotic infection in the world okay next what is important is what is the most common reservoir of this particular leptospirosis is the rats okay rats is the most common reservoir other reservoirs such as they include such as so many domestic animals and mammals like cows dogs pigs sheep all these are also very important reservoirs of this particular leptospirosis and they are always asymptomatic in this particular kidneys only they are asymptomatic in these particular reservoirs and the mode of infection which is there is that um, Percutaneous or mucous membrane exposure to the urine contaminated water. Okay, so you know whenever these dogs, the cows, and all these particular things which are there, uh, the urine which is there, if it is contaminating the water which is there, this particular thing which is there, if it is percutaneous in or mucous membrane, it comes in contact with this particular thing, then I'm going to get the infection. Okay. So mode of infection is obviously percutaneous mucous membrane exposure to urine contaminated water is obviously the thing that happens over here. And 40% most of them which is there, uh, the most of them which is there, they are almost asymptomatic and some of them which is there actually they become symptomatic patients and in that symptomatic also some of them which is that they might tell us they might develop something called as anectric febrile illness that means there is no actress so it's also called anectric febrile illness it's just slight fever and then it's all set okay so it'll all call us anectric febrile illness but five to ten percent of the patients almost five to ten percent of the patients they might develop something called as a wheels disease or also called as ictrohemorrhagic fever so that is very very characteristic we have to know so once again, which is there, sixty percent loni, forty percent are asymptomatic and mata. Five to five to ten percent they develop severe and mata. This severe disease, what do they develop? Ante they develop something called as Wheels disease or also called as ectrohemorrhagic fever. That is characteristic for here. Wheels disease is also called as ectrohemorrhagic fever. Okay. Normal other part is actually anectric febrile illness. Okay. What is this Wheels disease? We have to remember. Okay. This Wheels disease basically this has an incubation period of two to ten days and mata. Two to ten days, almost like, you know, two to ten days. And it is actually a biphasic. Right? It is actually having so many stages and mata. The first stage which is there 
it is called as bacteremia the second stage is actually called as immunological stage so the first stage which is that occurs in the first week okay um, what is this particular stage it is characterized by non specific we do not have any kind of specific symptoms in this particular first stage it's just general bacteremia where you have you know general fever you have myalgia arthralgia conjunctival suffusion and rashes it's just very general okay just like how a typical uh, thing like bacteremia appears okay it is only seen in the first week okay this is actually called the stage of bacteremia bacteria is present in your blood right now okay next important thing is actually called the immunological immunological stage obviously uh, here what happens over here is that here you are going to have something called as a triad will be present and what is this triad you will be having jaundice you will be having what is called as acute renal failure as well as hemorrhages such as it because you know wheel disease is also called as ectric hemorrhage ectro hemorrhagic fever and that means ectris matlab you have to have some kind of such as a jaundice such as associated so ectris matlab jaundice hemorrhages matlab hemorrhagic matlab hemorrhages will be there as well as renal failure will be there okay acute renal failure will be present so this is actually the triad jaundice renal failure as well as hemorrhagic hemorrhages will be present okay mortality which is that is actually 10 to 15% mortality will be present in this particular immunological state okay that is what is happening now coming to next important thing you have to remember over here is how will you diagnose this patient okay obviously diagnosis of this patient is very simple all you have to do over here is that in the first week that is when in the stage of bacteremia you will be having bacteria in the blood so you will take the blood which is there and this blood will be positive for this particular bacteria and how will you do this how will you demonstrate is by microscopically darfield microscopy Uh, you know darfield microscopy we already learned children in that way or you can do cultivation or you can do animal inoculation or you can do nucleic acid amplification test this is like basic you already have the bacteria you will try to cultivate the bacteria you will try to inoculate the bacteria or you will do some kind of nucleic acid amplification test the second week low what happens is that there is no bacteria over here but what you will do here is the urine which is that is positive in second week okay urine which is there it is positive so in this particular urine low you can find uh, so here what happens in the second week in the first week you can see in the blood low you will be able to see what is called as bacteria in the second week even in the urine you can see this particular bacteria so you will take the urine that urine low you will try to demonstrate in the presence of dark field microscopy you will do again cultivation same again how will you do cultivation you will do animal inoculation you will do nat such as the nucleic acid amplification test the same process the third thing you do is serology serology when i am talking about in bacteria in this entire microbiology whenever i am telling serology it means something related to the immunoglobulins okay that is what is serology mainly specifying or it is related to and this serology which is there is obviously positive in the second week and then here what happens is that genus specific tests are done like uh, immuno complement fixation you know this complement fixation indirect fluorescence antibody tests all these are nothing but the serological tests that we do okay and uh, what is the thing that we do is that patoc one strain of lab prospira biflexa is actually uh, used or we can tell you it is actually used for this particular purpose okay uh, patoc okay patoc which is actually a patoc i am calling it as patoc one strain of leptospira biflexa it's also not called as leptospira anything else it is called leptospira biflexa have you remember it as leptospira biflexa is you can remember this way that leptospirosis leptospirosis or wheel disease is actually having two stages right what is the first stage stage of bacteremia and stage of immunological stage so by stages okay so leptospira biflexa so is used in this patox state patox one strain of leptospira biflexa is used for this particular complement fixation test or indirect flu indirect fluorescence antibody test okay so that is how we we'll do it zero the zero type specific antibody this is actually the genus specific type and then the zero type specific antibody is uh, you take what happened here is that you by microagglutination test which is what happens in microagglutination test here is that uh, you have so many number of wells numerous small micro wells will be present okay and this particular micro wells which is there they have numerous uh, um 
they have numerous antigens which is there with this which is belonging to so many serotypes like for example it belongs to one well which is it belongs to serotype which is a leptospirosis um the interrogant one which is a leptospirosis gono gucci no gucci and leptospirosis pipe so so many types all the serotypes which are there they're actually present in the wells so numerous like that thousands of hundreds of micros like uh, like wells are present which is a micro wells are present and then your blood is actually put into all of them your blood is actually having an antibody and wherever your blood which is there forms a reaction which is there that is called as a serotype specific antibody reaction and then this actually called agglutination which is there it, it, it occurs that means it is that particular site was serotype so th- i think it's pretty clear to you so this is i just method is actually called as microscopic agglutination okay test okay it was done only in reference laboratory so this is very very important so we learned how you will diagnose what is the treatment now basically if you talk about the mild disease mild disease matlab i've told you anectric uh, phase which is anectric febrile illness which is there it is actually a mild disease in this particular mild disease what will you do i will do doxycycline ampicillin and amoxicillin normally if you get any mild disease what will you do i'll give amoxicillin which is a okay so basically doxycycline ampicillin and amoxicillin are the basic stuffs that i'll give for seven days i'll give so just remember this particular thing um डोरा लगा चलते डोआ चलते आल गिव वॉट इज कॉल्ड एज चलते डॉक्सोसाइकिल नैपसिलिन एंड एमोक्सोसिलिन फॉर सेवन डेज आल गिव ओके कमिंग टू नेक्स्ट इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग इज अ मॉडरेट और सिवियर डिसीज मेंविंग मॉडरेट और सिवियर डिसीज आई विल डू समथिंग एल्स एम नॉट गोइंट बी लाइक एम्पसिलिन एमोक्सोसिलिन ऑब्वियसली आल गो टू द नेक्स्ट वन आल गिव इंट्रावीनस पेनिसिलिन और सेफ्ट्राइक्सोन और सेफ्ट्राइक्स आल गो टू सेफ्लस फोरेंस ऑल्सो आई बी यूजिंग डॉक्सोसाइकिल सो यू कैन रिमेंबर इन दिस वे इट इज गोइंट बी एन आई वी डॉक्सोसाइकिलिन सो यू जस्ट यूज डॉक्सोसाइकिल orally for this particular uh, you know mild disease so the same doxycycline we are using here apart from this particular thing iv doxycycline we are also using iv ceftriaxone ceftriaxone cefetoxime and penicillin also can be used okay prophylaxis also can be used so basically when whom will give prophylaxis any kind of patients who are sorry any kind of people who are actually working in sewers or uh, like rice fields or veterinarians these are all people who are at a risk which is of getting this particular because the rats are the ones which are actually there okay so for them i'll give doxycycline 250 Milligrams weekly, and uh, azithromycin also I can give for 250 milligrams weekly. So these are two things I'll give: doxycycline 250 milligrams weekly, azithromycin 250 milligrams weekly. Just don't remember, don't forget this particular thing. Okay? profile access obviously for uh, doxycycline to 50 mg so obviously remember this particular doxycycline is like the very important thing doxycycline is used in mild it is used in moderate and severe it is also used in profile access okay doxycycline to 50 mg weekly azithromycin to 50 mg weekly azithromycin is a new comer over here azithromycin okay next what to do is leptospirosis this disease of leptospirosis is associated with three r's what are the three r's it is associated it is associated with the rats it is associated with the rain it is associated with rice fields so this is something you have to remember okay um when i'm talking about something called leptospirosis this is the three things that we are actually associated with or we are dealing with one is the rat one is the rain and one is the rice fields very 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 important okay so leptospirosis okay i'm done with leptospirosis a beautiful disease coming to the next disease okay so borrelia is the next disease that i'm going to be talking about here and whenever i say borrelia you have to remember one quote should be coming to you like me borrelia is always relapsing it just keeps on and on and on and on and on and keeps on getting bored so that is very very important like me keeps on coming again and again and again and again relapsing and it is kind of boring so borrelia like me like me matlab lyme disease okay and relapsing fever this is actually very very important okay so basically this is also a gram negative spiral only here also but it is actually an irregular spiral leptospirosis was a regular spiral it was kind of a disciplined regular spiral but it is an irregular spiral also this particular borrelia is actually kind of a broader it's almost uh, 0.3 to 0.5 microgram micro micro 
meters broad okay whereas that it was very small in your leptospirosis and this particular borrelia it actually consists of an endoflagellate and that is also present in the main leptospirosis that is there um why is borrelia so relapsing it just keeps coming and again and again and again why is it relapsing is because it is due to antigenic variations by the bacteria so because of this uh, antigenic variations which is trying to adapt every time due to the antigenic variations it keeps on adapting itself every time so as a result it is actually always a relapsing fever it causes a relapsing fever okay that is very very characteristics of this particular borrelia okay keeps on adapting now there are two types of uh, this particular when first we are talking about relapsing fever there are two types of relapsing fever i'm going to talk about here one is actually called as a laus born relapsing fever and the second one is actually tick born relapsing fever both of them are actually relapsing fevers one is actually caused by laus and one is actually caused by the tick born okay uh, laus born is actually how i remember over here as laus it's also called as in telugu pelu that's not like which we have in our uh, hair so pelu which is there is actually laus and whenever you get this lice or pelu pelu are always recurring they always keep coming in again so we can remember it's actually a kind of a relapsing fever and also whenever you get lice you feel like your entire world is upside down you just once you get it and it's like it feels like an epidemic you feel like oh my god i cannot live without this i mean i cannot just live with this i'm sorry live with this i'm it's just irritating and very frustrating so it's an epidemic for you so that is how uh you can just imagine that particular thing so uh, how do you think this is actually going to happen so this is actually known as epidemic relapsing fever so basically laus born fever is actually an epidemic relapsing fever and the causative organism causative organism listen to me carefully is borrelia recurrentis also just like our pelu it keeps on recurring this is also called as borrelia recurrentis so um this epidemic and epid- it's also called as epidemic recurring fever uh, causative organism is borrelia recurrentis and the vector which is a it is actually uh, something called as body laus okay so body laus is actually the vector so this borrelia recurrentis which is there it is going to be in this particular pelu body laus or and you know, hair like anything laus body laus and you have to remember it's actually a strict human pathogen there is no other uh, you know reservoir for this particular thing always in the human pathogen and the mode of infection of this particular thing is actually it does not bite you know we all know that it doesn't bite all is happening is here fecus inoculation whenever it shits okay the fecus which is there it gets inoculated into this particular uh, percutaneous or mucous membranes and then skin breaks it just gets inoculated in this and that is how the bacteria the borrelia recurrentis which is it enters into the body okay um it's a severe disease basically it's a severe disease and it has one to two relapses okay severe disease but less one to two relapses on time okay so because god is very good to us and kind to us if it is actually a severe disease you have less relapses okay so it's a severe disease with a mortality of 4 to 40 percent which is kind of crazy and dangerous okay so that is what you have to remember i think it's pretty clear because about the laus born or relapse laus born relapse in fever the second we're going to talk about here is tick born relapse in fever okay this is another very very important tick born relapse in fever it's also called as endemic relapsing fever what is it is called as endemic that means it's there it's there and it's not like oh my god like kind of a kind of endemic relapsing fever it is caused by so many kind of um, <coughs> borrelias there this is caused by so many types of borrelias okay so if you actually see over here it's actually caused by so many species almost like 15 species I'm just going to be naming a few of them uh you remember nilidatta uh, nilidatta miss uh, she used to be a very soft person and she used to you know be always uh, you know walking in the park she was one of my teachers so nilidatta miss always walking in the park as what i remember very well and that is how i made this mnemonic what are the causes of this uh, particular uh, tick bone relapsing fever as borrelia parkeri borrelia borrelia hermesi borrelia dattoni and dattoni as well as borrelia uh, turricati uh, turricati 
Okay, this is another very useful causes. So the in the park, the Tony, Hermesy, and Turricati. Okay, these are actually the causes of this particular thing. The vector which is there, it is actually in the soft tick. She is a very soft person, so in the soft tick. Uh, what is the reservoir? If you actually see, unlike this particular um, louse bone fever, which is there here, the tick bone fever, which is there, it is having a reservoir which is actually a rodents. Okay, rodents which is they are the ones which are actually the reservoirs and the mode of infection. Unlike the louse bone, is actually the bite of the particular uh, talk, the tick which is the soft which is when it bites the particular bacteria which is that gets into the body that's how we get the disease and the disease which is there just like Nilayatam is it was very mild it's very a mild disease only five to seven relapses will be present okay mortality very less okay that I think it's pretty clear for us okay what are the clinical features of both of the relapsing fevers obviously the name itself it's a relapsing fever so it's actually a remitting relapsing fever with an incubation period of two to ten days so both of them are relapsing fevers that is pretty clear okay and then sometimes such as there it can become even a severe disease and whenever you have a severe disease okay if you remember this episode in house okay if this particular was one episode in house of dr house where you have a girl she had a, a pubic tick okay pubic tick pubic hair tick i should say so that caused everything that caused the entire problem like jaundice hepatosplenomegaly so she had this everything she had jaundice hepatosplenomegaly she had the like seizures almost like uh, meningitis hemiplegia lymphadenopathy hemorrhagic manifestations all this particular thing there is like brain involvement this joint receptors plenomegaly lymphadenopathy hemorrhagic manifestation so this is actually a severe disease okay that is very rare okay now what is the diagnosis of this particular thing this uh, particular uh, you know borrelia this uh, thing how will you relapsing fever how will you diagnose is particular in the blood which is there whenever you are having initial febrile stage which is there if it is in the blood we can do we can demonstrate this particular bacteria with the help of a wet mouth or a gymsa smear and then which is there it is going to show you some kind of irregular spirals which will be uh, it will be uh, showing you irregular spirals so with this help of this particular wet mouth as well as gymsa spear i can actually show the irregular spirals of the borrelia or you could even do the culture of the bacteria in some kind of a medium called as bsk medium what is this bsk medium is actually called as barber stoner kelly medium which is a very slow culture we've been doing in this particular thing slow culture of this particular bacteria will be present over here or you can even do obviously a gnat which is there or you can do serology and serology but serology is not very useful because i've already told you in the beginning that it is a very um adapting kind of a bacteria it keeps on changing the antigenic variations will be there so that is a reason why it is not that important there is a treatment of this particular uh, uh, you know uh, mm, relapsing fever is if it is actually a louse bond i will give a, a single dose of tetracycline or macrolide only a single dose of this particular tetracycline and macrolide uh, and then if you remember if you had paleo once i used to do with this particular uh, that uh, what do you call medicare i think it just was like fast all of them will be died so this is also single dose of tetracycline and macrolide such as there okay and um, then for tick bone which is there you have to do tetracycline and macrolide for 10 days which is there you have to do this particular thing and in cns involvement what is the cns involvement which is there if it is any kind of cns involvement is present in severe disease lager intravenous penicillin as well as third generation cephalosporins that pretty clear for you about this was about relapsing fever let's go to the next important thing which is called as a lime a lime lime okay so lime disease which is there uh, it's also another boring borrelia it is actually caused by so many things which is there the most common vector which is bone disease what is actually the most common vector bone disease in usa the most common vector bone disease in usa is actually lime oh my god so just like this but next is actually Lyme's disease i've already told you so in Lyme's disease a causative organism which is there is borrelia burgdorferi and uh, borrelia burgdorferi in usa because it's 
you know that's fine and then you have also other things like borrelia afzeli and garini okay borrelia sorry uh, borrelia sylvie okay called as afzeli and as well as garini it's a more common in asia whereas borrelia burgdorferi is more common in usa and the vector is obviously exotic it's not exotic it's exotic okay exotic exotic species it's actually a hartic the reservoirs is obviously the rodents as well as the deer the rodents and deer that's kind of a you know weird combination but it's actually yeah it's basically rodents as well as the deer such as that is actually the, the they are the um they are the volatile reservoirs of the spotlight thing and the incubation period is actually 3 to 23 sorry 3 to 32 days is actually the incubation period um then you have a stages of the spotlight thing we have like the numerous stages in this particular limaceae okay so you have like limae is like lies okay so many lies you tell okay you lie to a person you have to make one lie after that another lie after that another lies you have to keep on covering it up so here also you have numerous stages the first stage and the second stage and you will think the second stage is over again another lie you will have to tell you third stage and then so many lies will be present over here so the first stage let us talk about here the first stage which is say the most characteristic thing here over here acm it is actually called as erythema chronic migrans acm or it's also called as bullseye rash erythema chronic migrans is also called as bulls rash bullseye rash which is actually very very characteristic and the thing over here is that it keeps on spreading as borrelia keeps on spreading this also keeps on spreading radial ra this is actually called as ecm erythema chronic migrans migrans but it travels that means it's spreading okay it's also called bullseye rash that's okay this is all spontaneously and this is actually called primary stage so this is actually the primary stage in the secondary stage which is actually happening and then it is actually a stage of dissemination secondary stage is also called stage of dissemination uh, stage of dissemination dissemination ante nee kadama pond mottham body parts so many body organ systems are involved like for example you will be having generalized lymphadenopathy you will be having ma- migratory arthralgia you will be having what is called as myalgia such as this kind of weakness will be present okay and you will be having secondary annular lesions which are erythema chronic migrans like you know lesions will be present okay it's not ecm but ecm like migrans will be, like lesions will be present okay there will be meningitis involvement in some in, in some few of them will be and meningitis there can be carditis such as involvement in a few of them this carditis is also in the presence of fluctuating av blocks this is a very important point over here fluctuating av blocks please remember this but this is a very important bit fluctuating av blocks are seen in which disease a lyme disease very 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 important lyme fluctuating av because a person who is always telling lies is always a very very fluctuating person just remember that particular thing fluctuating av blocks okay so this is a secondary stage and later secondary stage also which is it resolves and after many many years which is a you getting tertiary stage and this tertiary stage which is also known as a stage of persistence okay this is actually called a stage of persistence in this tertiary stage which is what happens this is a persistent stage okay it will be having a chronic symmetrical polyarthritis chronic symmetrical polyarthritis will be there in which bone which uh, joint is involved as most commonly you have the knee joint which is actually involving over here sometimes you'll be having encephalopathies like you know cranial nerve palsies will be there cerebellar ataxias will be there you know this also can occur that uh, rarely a skin lesion called as acrodermatitis chronicum or acrodermatitis uh, dermatitis atrophicans such as there is also seen which is there atrophicans the last one which is there see any person who lies they has to get atrophied in the end so acrodermatitis uh, so acrodermatitis atrophicans acrod acrodermatitis tetis chronicum is also a rare disease which is there how will you diagnose this particular case which is a diagnosis which is there in blood basically uh, blood low you will just see this particular um, if you get this particular bacteria in particular blood obviously you will try to inoculate in the bsk medium which is actually called as barber stoner kelly barber stoner kelly barber who is a stoner and his name is kelly so barber stoner kelly in medium bsk medium and sometimes serology is also used obviously um, you know because serology obviously is that but antibodies detection uh, you can do screening with the help of elisa or in indirect fluorescence immunofluorescence uh, uh, you know 
agglutination test can be done confirmation by western blood this is actually we do not know this but confirmation we can do even with the western blood as a treatment for this particular limey is the drug of choice is actually doxycycline two weeks to two months you have to give a chest day okay any kind of cns or series involvement don't take penicillin iv penicillin or iv ceftriaxone just like leptospirosis this relapsing fever sorry relapsing fever just like relapsing fever if any kind of cns involvement you gave penicillin and cephalosporins here also i'm going to give here penicillin and ceftriaxone okay um drug of choice is over here which is a you have to remember is limey is doxycycline okay a uh, doxy okay it's actually the drug of choice for two weeks to two months uh whereas in particular uh, uh relapsing fever i gave you very very importantly tetra and macrolides okay tetralyte tetracycline and macrolides okay so i think just remember how will you remember what is this tetracycline and macrolides in this particular relapsing fever i told you um you know uh it just remember me i'm macro and i'm tetra i'm a tetra like you know i have four limbs and macro and i think that's how we can just kind of remember so this was about leptospira and leptospira as well as borrelia i hope you got it okay let's go to the next topic bye